A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is The World in 10 from the Times of London on Sunday, the 18th of December. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Sonal Patel. China's forced to bring back some COVID restrictions after a surge in cases. That's not entirely unpredictable in the sense that uh, once you abandon these these COVID zero policies that have been in place for so long, you're basically letting it rip and letting cases spread. Tunisia faces the lowest turnout for an election in modern political history as people boycott the polls. President Saeed, though, remains optimistic. I address all Tunisians and voters to say that on the revolution anniversary, this is your historic chance. Listen to your conscience in order to regain your legitimate rights. Just 10 days after China began to ease COVID restrictions across the country, some are having to be reimposed following a surge in cases. China's biggest city, Shanghai, has ordered most schools to hold classes online, and nurseries and childcare centres have also been told to close. China had been living under a zero-COVID policy since the start of the pandemic, but thousands took to the streets last month demanding more freedoms, as Jonathan Cheng, the Wall Street Journal's China bureau chief, explains. You know, it's been three years in China of of more or less relentless uh, zero-COVID policies, and so this is really the first time that we're going all the way in the other direction. We'll see whether or not we get more ripples from this. Due to a breakdown in testing and reporting systems, it's hard to know exactly how bad the situation is. But some pharmacies, like this one in Beijing, are experiencing empty shelves and long queues as residents stock up on flu medication. Medical professional Wang has been trying to dissuade people from doing so. Stocking up on medicine in large quantities is definitely not necessary. It is okay to buy some essential medicine in small quantities for emergencies, if at all. I don't feel there's much point in hoarding a large amount of medicine. So would the Chinese government consider going back to its zero COVID policy? Jonathan Cheng from the Wall Street Journal thinks it's too late for that. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. I mean, once COVID is spreading, unless you go to a truly strict nationwide for 1.4 billion people sort of a lockdown, I think it probably will be more targeted cases like this where one city or one province will have um, a pretty specific restriction in place, for example, with the schools. But we'll see. I mean, if this can't control it, then who knows? Maybe they do need to have a, a broader lockdown. To Tunisia, with democracies hanging by a thread. Very few people turned out to vote. Tunisia's national anthem, but people there aren't feeling patriotic, except this man. He says he came to do his electoral duty for his country and the benefit of Tunisia. 
He's in a minority, though. Many don't think voting will make much of a difference. Instead, Tunisia has the dubious honour of having one of the lowest turnouts for an election in modern history. Polling stations there remained largely empty. Only around 9% of those eligible to vote actually cast their ballots. Many Tunisians, including opposition parties, boycotted the process. It's because of President Kais Saeed. He came to power a year and a half ago, suspending parliament and assuming many of its powers himself. Casting his vote with his wife, President Saeed called it a historic day. On the revolution anniversary, this is your historic chance. So do not lose this chance and listen to your conscience in order to regain your legitimate rights. For many in Tunisia, the date of the election is significant, taking place exactly 12 years to the day since the uprising, which was triggered by the death of a vegetable seller who set himself on fire triggering the Arab Spring in the process. A shaky democratic system was established after in-step President Saeed. His supporters say his autocratic intervention has been necessary. Many critics, though, see it as a coup. Twelve years on, though, Tunisia is drifting back to one-man rule and the election boycott ensures this outcome. As TV presenters look at the graphs on the poor turnout, the Tunisian Journalists Union says officials are harassing the media to silence anyone who even dares to criticise this electoral process. On the way, Harry and Meghan are making headlines again and Ukraine's Eurovision entry is chosen from a converted bomb shelter. One of Iran's most famous actresses has been arrested for expressing solidarity with anti-government protesters. State media says Tarane Aladusti was detained on charges of spreading falsehoods over a post on her Instagram, which has since been suspended. The post was about the first man to be executed over the massive demonstrations that have swept across Iran since the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini. She died in police custody after being arrested by the country's so-called morality police for wearing a headscarf incorrectly. Aladusti, who star of the Oscar-winning film The Salesman, wrote... Every international organisation who is watching this bloodshed and not taking action is a disgrace to humanity. It's not the first time the actress has been in trouble for her anti-government views. In 2020, Aladusti received a five-month suspended sentence after she criticised the morality police on Twitter. It was terrifying to have my brother um, scream and shout at me. And it's that Netflix documentary that's been dominating headlines recently. You have to understand that from a family's perspective, especially from hers... There are ways of doing things and her ultimate sort of mission goal or slash responsibility is the institution. Harry and Meghan in their tell-all series about what made them want to leave the royal family. The six-part series was highly critical of the treatment they say they received at the hands of the palace machine, with allegations of racism and unconscious bias. Now the couple want to sit down with the royal family for a meeting to address their issues. The Times has been told the couple feel the royals have shown double standards. It's after the palace arranged a meeting between Ngozi Fulani and Lady Susan Hussey. You'll remember the latter repeatedly asked Ms Fulani, a charity worker, where she was from. A source close to Harry and Meghan told the Times royal correspondent, Roy and Nika, the couple are upset nothing similar was ever done for them. The people I've spoken to at the palaces have made it very clear that that's quite a deliberate strategy. They just do not want to get involved in this 
soap opera they don't want to get involved in in a sort of big war for words and they feel um, the best thing to say is really to say nothing. King Charles III will invite his son Prince Harry and Meghan Markle to his coronation in May next year according to a source close to him. The ceremony falls on the fourth birthday of Archie the couple's son. John Jackson's got your sports with all the drama of the third place World Cup playoffs in Qatar. Croatia beat Morocco in the FIFA World Cup third place playoff game on Saturday, but both sides have a lot to celebrate as the tournament comes to an end. For Croatia, the 2-1 victory saw them again surpass expectations following their run to the final in Russia back in 2018. Their coach, Zlatko Dalic, described the achievement as a bronze with a golden glow and dedicated the medal to the Croatian people, saying it's really great that we won two medals in two tournaments. Morocco head home as the history makers in Qatar after becoming the first African side to reach a World Cup semi-final, with their coach Walid Ragarai saying we wanted to bring joy to our fans, we're among the four best teams in the world. The World Cup final takes place today between France and Argentina, France are the current holders and could become the first side since 1962 to win back-to-back World Cup trophies. Ukraine has chosen its entry for Eurovision 2023. That's a taste of Tavorci, who will be hoping to follow in the footsteps of this year's winner's Kalush Orchestra. Now, Heart of Steel is the first song to be confirmed for the 2023 competition, which is being held in the UK city of Liverpool rather than Ukraine because of the ongoing Russian invasion. After being announced as the winner, the pop duo told the audience they will try to do everything to present Ukraine with dignity. The final takes place on the 13th of May. And finally, to one of the most spectacular heists in modern German history. It happened three years ago, and it's like something from a movie. The thieves cut the lights to the Green Vault Museum in Dresden Castle and the streets around. They then broke into the gallery, smashing cases with an axe and fished out the jewels using twine. The treasures had not been seen since until now. Police say they have recovered a lot of what was stolen, but there's a trial ongoing over the robbery. So we have no details yet on how they got their hands on the stolen jewellery, a collection founded by a German prince back in the 1700s. The recovered hall is now being examined before going back to the museum. And that is your World in 10 from the Times of London on Sunday, the 18th of December. This podcast from the Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.